welcome to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared with yours truly, Lady Contessa, CEO. Now that we're here together, let's get into these letters. Gotta share everything I wrote. We're talking about giving inspiration to real life situations. Just everyday lessons you wanna know. y'all my amazing podcast audience welcome to another lessons learned and lessons shared episode with lady contessa ceo i hope this letter finds you well amidst the hustle and bustle of life today tonight or whenever you are listening to this podcast i want to talk to you about something that often gets overlooked or even frowned upon in our society Taking some me time. Yes, I know that you've probably heard it before and you may have even tried to incorporate it into your life. But let's take a moment to truly understand why it is so important and why you shouldn't feel guilty about it. So let's get into the reading of the letter entitled Unleashing the Guilt, Why Me Time is Vital for Your Well-Being. In our fast-paced world, it's easy to get caught up in the constant demands and expectations placed upon us. We juggle multiple responsibilities, wear various hats, and strive to be there for everyone around us. But in the midst of it all, we tend to forget one crucial aspect, ourselves. We neglect our own well-being in the pursuit of helping others. And this imbalance can have detrimental effects on our mental, emotional, and physical health. That's where me time steps in, a dedicated period that is solely reserved for you and your needs. It's not selfish, it's self-care. Taking some time for yourself allows you to unwind, rejuvenate, and recharge your batteries. Just like a car needs fuel to keep running, you need to replenish your energy and nourish your soul. And remember, by taking care of yourself, you are also ensuring that you are in the best shape to support and help others when they need it most. Now, the concept of me time can vary from person to person. It's about finding what truly brings you joy, peace, and relaxation. It can be as simple as having a few hours to yourself, enjoying a leisurely activity, or even dedicating an entire day to pampering your mind and body. It might mean going out for a solo meal at your favorite restaurant browsing through shops without any distractions, or even indulging in a day of guilt-free rest and sleep. There I said it, yes, indulging in a day of guilt-free rest and sleep. And yes, it might also involve taking a day off from work to focus solely on yourself and your well-being. Now, some people love to work, 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 work. They do not want to miss a day of work. 
But y'all, it's okay to take a day off from work every now and then. I'm not saying just be tardy or just be absent from work every day. No, that's not going to get it. I am talking about taking a day off for yourself, not to take care of business, not to clean house, but just for yourself, for your own enjoyment. You don't have to make a habit of taking off, you know, just to be taken off. But do it every now and then for your well-being. The key is to make me time a priority rather than an afterthought. It's not about waiting for the stars to align or for the perfect moment to magically appear. It's about consciously carving out space in your busy schedule and giving yourself permission to put yourself first. And I say it consciously, consciously. Yep. Consciously carving out space in your busy schedule because you know many people are busy, busy bee, busy, busy as a bee. And I know I say that myself. I am busy as a bee. But at the same point in time, I have to take some me time so that I can just rejuvenate and just think and be creative. Okay. Remember, you are just as deserving of love, care, and attention as anyone else in your life. Now, I understand that some people may try to make you feel guilty for taking me time. Yes, there are many of people that will make you try to make you feel guilty for taking some me time off, but you just can't let them. They may label it as selfishness or criticize your decision to prioritize yourself. But let me tell you this, your well-being matters. And it is not selfish to take care of yourself. You deserve happiness and contentment. And by embracing me time, you are making a conscious choice to invest in your own happiness and overall well-being. Now, I have said that before and I am saying it again. It's about your well-being. In order to help others, you need a healthy sense of well-being. So. My dear listeners, I encourage you to let go of any guilt or reservations you may have about taking some time for yourself. Embrace the notion that self-care is not a luxury, it's a necessity. Remember that by nourishing your own soul, you are better equipped to spread positivity, support, and love to those around you. Meantime doesn't mean neglecting your other important responsibilities such as family, job, career, and etc. Life is a delicate balance of giving and receiving. It's essential to strike that balance by giving yourself the time and care you need. So, whether it's a few hours or a whole day, find your own version of meantime and make it a regular part of your life. Embrace it, cherish it, and let it be a reminder that you matter. Make me time a beautiful chapter in your journey. Anyway, thanks to Tria for tuning in to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared podcast with Lady Contessa C E O. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And ara, come back to visit me when you can. Okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you.
Y'all, it's me, Lady Contessa, CEO, with another Lessons Learned, a Lesson Shared episode. I believe somebody in the front and back needs to hear the reading of this letter entitled, Attention, Toilet User, Don't Leave Your Butt Debris Behind. Wipe it up. There's a possibility that the people who are guilty of the situation may not know they are leaving behind and unpleasant residue if no one ever tells them, but some never bother to look back to see if they are leaving behind any butt debris. Some people may get offended when you confront them about the matter out of embarrassment or might perceive you as sounding condescending. So let's get into the reading of the letter as for mention. Attention, toilet users, don't leave your butt debris behind. Wipe it up. For real, wipe it up. That being said, but debris on the toilet seat. It's gross, unsanitary, and needs to stop. We all have different quirks and habits when it comes to personal hygiene, but leaving behind any kind of residue in the bathroom is not acceptable. If you are one of those people who are guilty of leaving behind any manner of butt debris for the sake of common decency, stop setting your butt all the way back on the toilet seat. Whether it's dried up butt debris, crusty stain mark debris, crusty skid marks debris, or whatever it appears to be, it's disgusting. Now, I know that some people are, you know, large in size, and that means that their butts will probably cover the toilet seat. Please take heed that when you get up, look behind, okay, and wipe that crap up just in case if it's there. I know people who don't prioritize bathing every day because they don't feel like it, don't think it's important, or don't have the time. Now, this is for the well and able-bodied people. Not everybody is able to bathe every day. I found out that some people have a religion that uh, requires them to bathe only twice a week. Oh, my word. Anywho. And some of these same people when using the restroom will sit their bus all the way back on the toilet seat while using it. But the truth is dirt, sweat, and all kinds of unfriendly bacteria mingle together in the book crack, making it the perfect breeding ground for germs. Leaving behind any kind of residue on the toilet seat is not only gross, but it can also pose a serious health risk to others. So. What can we do to put an end to this madness around the house? Well, allow me to give you a few tips to keep in mind. Take heed that you don't park your butt all the way back on the toilet seat. If you do, before you flush or after you flush the toilet, scan your eyes to the back of the toilet seat to see if you're left behind any butt debris. If so, wipe it up. Wipe it up. Wipe it up. Wipe it up. Wipe it up, wipe it up, wipe it up, wipe it up. I'm serious about this. It may seem like I am clowning, but I am not. I'm serious about this situation. 
If Clorox wipes or any other disinfectant wipes are available, use them and wipe away the butt debris. But once butt debris is left to dry on the toilet seat, dry tissue or cloth won't cut it. You're going to need something wet. Hello, Clorox or some other brand's wipe. Wash your hands after wiping your butt debris and know that you did your most reasonable service. Here's a cautionary tale. Before using any toilet, always scan the front side and back of the toilet seat before sitting on it because you can never be too careful and you never know when someone has left behind dead skin cells, butt debris, sweat, harmful bacteria ready to serve your behind if you sit on it. Just saying. Remember, in sharing living space, it's important to respect each other's hygiene needs. By taking a few extra seconds to clean up after ourselves, we can make the shared bathroom a much more pleasant place for everyone. Anyway, thanks, Satria, for tuning in to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And all right, come back to visit me when you can. Okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. Y'all, I was through with the letter. At least I thought I was. But then I had an afterthought. Not a PS, but an afterthought. I used to like having the brown commode seat, the wooden kind. But then I stopped. I said, you know, now that's not going to cut it because some butt debris is the same color of the brown commode seat. That brown commode seat will camouflage the butt debris and it will dry on it and you wouldn't know it. And next thing you know, you are resting or sitting your butt on someone else's butt debris. Oh, my word. That's all I can say. Oh, my word. No more brown commode seat for me. I need to be able to see if anybody has left their butt debris on my commode seat, okay? Because that stuff becomes stubborn once it dries on the toilet seat. It is stubborn. Like I said earlier, you got to use something wet to clean it off. Oh, my word. Anyway, ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere, don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere, don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere, don't you go Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared episode with Lady Contessa, CEO. I felt the need to write this letter while sitting in the waiting room at my doctor's office. There were about five other people in the waiting room as well. So what had happened was an older gentleman who appeared to be in his mid to late 60s let out a burp that wasn't too loud, but loud enough for me to hear it while sitting more than six feet away. The funny thing was that he didn't say, excuse me. I am well aware that some people don't have any manners, no matter how old they are. 
and some tend to leave their manners behind or they never properly learned them in the first place. So let's get into the reading of the letter entitled The Art of Common Courtesy, When and How to Use Excuse Me. To help avoid awkward social situations, take heed on when you should say excuse me. Say excuse me when you have to step over someone to get in or out of a place. Say excuse me when you're in a supermarket going down an aisle where another shopper is blocking it with their shopping cart and you need to get by. Just say excuse me and more than likely most respectable people will move their cart. Say excuse me when trying to get someone's attention. Whether it's a salesperson in a department store, supermarket, or restaurant. Say excuse me when you ask for something to be repeated in a conversation because you didn't quite hear it said the first time. Say excuse me when you accidentally bump into someone. Honey, just say excuse me. Say excuse me when trying to navigate your way through a crowded place such as a theme park baseball or football game parties, etc. Say excuse me when reaching to get something over someone's head because you are entering their personal space. Say excuse me when you want to interrupt a conversation to ask for assistance. Say excuse me when you belch, burp, or sneeze loudly in someone's presence. Say excuse me when you have to walk through the middle of a line of people. Go ahead and say, excuse me, when you accidentally pass gas in the company of others. And last, but of significant importance, say, excuse me, if you yawn while talking to someone. Saying, excuse me, when it is warranted is your most reasonable service. It is a sign of common courtesy and a polite way to show consideration and decency. Do teach your children when to use this mannerism so they don't grow up to be rude adults. P.S. When you say excuse me, say it loud enough so that the person or people who it is said to can hear it and know that mumbling it under your breath doesn't mean it's being heard except by you. And don't let your age be a reason why you disengage in this mannerism when warranted. Anyway, thanks to Tria for tuning in to Lesson Learn and Lesson Shared Podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and bag. By the way, be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And uh, come back to visit me when you can, okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. So don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Lesson Learned and Lesson Shared with Lady Contessa CEO. 
I want to take just a smidget of your time to talk about something that I feel is incredibly important. And that is the way we tend to put others in bondage. So let's get into the reading of the letter entitled Breaking Free from the Chains of One Right Way Thinking. What do I mean that we tend to put others in bondage? Well, think about it. We all have our own ways of doing things, right? Whether it's the way we fold our laundry, make our coffee, or organize our schedules, we each have our own unique approach. But sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that our way is the only way. We get so caught up in our own methods that we forget that there are more than one way to approach a problem, situation, or what have you. This can be a real problem, especially when it comes to creativity and innovation. If we all thought there was only one way to do something, imagine how many dreams would never be realized, how many inventions would never be created, how many solutions to complex problems would remain undiscovered. It's a scary thought, isn't it? But here's the thing. There is no one right way to do something. Sure, there are certain methods that might work better in certain situations, but that doesn't mean that other approaches are invalid. We need to embrace diversity in thoughts and action and allow people the space to find their own way of doing things. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I wanted to share a few examples of how this can play out in our daily lives. For example, think about the way we approach our work. We all have different strengths and weaknesses, and what works for one person might not work for another. But how often do we find ourselves insisting that someone else do things our way simply because it's the way we are always done it? Okay, you have heard that. Well, I've always done it this way. Uh huh. But do you not realize that there are other ways to do it? Your way isn't the only right way. If your way is right, <laughs> I think it's time for us to start challenging those assumptions instead of assuming that our way is the best way. Let's try to understand why someone might be approaching a problem differently and see if we can learn from their perspective. By doing so, we are not only be opening ourselves up to new ideas, but we are also be creating a more inclusive and supportive environment. Of course, this isn't just about work. It applies to every aspect of our lives, whether it's the way we cook our meals, raise our children, or pursue our hobbies. There is always room for new ideas and approaches. We just need to be open to them. Now, I know this can be easier said than done. We all have our own biases and tendencies, and it can be hard to let go of them. But I truly believe that if we make a conscious effort to embrace diversity and seek out new perspectives, we can make a difference in the world. So my challenge to you is this. Next time you find yourself insisting that your way is the only way, take a step back. Ask yourself why you feel that way and see if there might be an opportunity to learn from someone else's approach. You might be surprised by what you discover. In closing, I just want to say that I believe in the power of diversity and inclusivity. 
I believe that we all have something valuable to contribute and that by working together and embracing new ideas, we can accomplish great things. So let's stop putting others in bondage and start opening ourselves up to the limitless possibilities that exist all around us. Anyway, thanks a trip for tuning in to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. By the way, be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And I'll uh, come back to visit me when you can. Okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. Thank you for tuning in to Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa CEO, where we always have a lesson for you. See you next time. Every experience is a lesson learned.